You're listening to the Hippie Haven Podcast. I'm Callie, and it's my life mission to empower you with the knowledge and tools you need to spark positive change in your community. If you're new here, I'm the owner of Bestowed Essentials and Hippie Haven. I started Bestowed Essentials just over three years ago, and today our handmade, eco-friendly personal care and cleaning products can be found on the shelves of over 200 stores across the U.S. and Canada. Bestowed Essentials is one of the 15 winners of the Stacy's Rise Project Class of 2020, and we are also recognized by FedEx as one of their top 100 small businesses in the U.S. for two years in a row. In December 2019, my team and I opened Hippie Haven, a zero-waste store and community space in Rapid City, South Dakota. Of course, I also host this Hippie Haven podcast, and we release new episodes every Wednesday, which you can get instantly downloaded to your phone for easy listening by subscribing to the Hippie Haven podcast on any of the major podcasting apps. You can find the show notes and transcript for every episode on hippiehavenpodcast.com. You can also learn more about me on our website. You can follow along on Instagram at hippiehavenshop or subscribe to our YouTube channel to see more behind the scenes at both of our Earth Conscious companies. This episode is made possible by Ritual, a vegan vitamin company made by skeptics for skeptics. They are obsessed with science and transparency, and you can see on their website exactly what ingredients are in their vitamins, why they chose them, what city they came from, and how much is included. They have daily multivitamins for menstruators, for postmenopause, and for prenatal. Order your first bottle with free shipping by visiting hippiehavenpodcast.com forward slash ritual. My guest today is Danny O'Malley. He's the founder and president of Before the Butcher, a leading provider of plant-based burgers and other meat alternatives. His company was among the first to bring meat look-alike and taste-alike products to the growing number of consumers concerned about the negative effects of meat production and consumption on animal welfare, climate change, and human health. Danny is also an international speaker on plant-based proteins, one of the fastest-growing categories in the food space. Today, we talk about the effects of factory farming on the environment, meat alternatives, the ever-growing plant-based market, and more. So let's get started. So you originally started working uh, in this field as a salesman for Beyond Meat before you started Before the Butcher. Tell me about your journey and how you started before the butcher yeah that's uh that's that's a good question i i I did have an opportunity to to work with uh truly the the leader and innovator in in plant-based uh meats and proteins today beyond meat um and, and it didn't take me long after i got started uh working with them to realize that there was so much bigger picture than than what any one single company could do uh, to, to make this uh, transition and, and work with people uh, and educate people. Uh, and and I, I thought um, after I spent some time and realized uh, what they were doing and how they were doing it and how exciting it was and uh, the vision they had and, and what I thought was going to happen in a short while, um, I, I realized that I wanted to, uh, to, to be a bigger part of it than, than just uh, selling one company's products and, uh, and provide options that went far beyond what was available on the market at that time. And, and we continue to do that today as well. Um, so it, it, it was really um, 
an evolution for me uh, at the same same time as it was an evolution for the industry to move from what is typically vegan or vegetarian foods for vegan and vegetarians to products that were truly made uh, for meat eaters to transition or to try and um, and like and go back and and discover um, that there were options out there that were better for themselves, the, the planet, and of course the animals. Are you vegan or vegetarian yourself? I am. I'm, I'm 100% plant-based. Uh, made that transition about four years ago myself. And of course, uh, being the, the founder and president of Before the Butcher, a company that makes plant-based meats, it's pretty easy for me to do it every day. But everything's become so much easier out there um, when you go into restaurants or, or food service operations and, uh, uh, you know, retail locations, grocery stores, you can find plant-based options. And it's so much easier to be uh, vegan uh, or, or, or vegetarian or, or, or plant-based today than it was uh, even a couple of years ago. And I'd love to hear how you went vegan. What inspired that? That's actually a really good story. I had a, uh, I, I've got a, a really close friend of mine and um, we go to the gym together and about four, yeah, I guess it was about four years ago we were in the gym and, and our, our buddy owns the gym as well. And the three of us were talking and he said, and he, he he's a little hefty, a, a little bit overweight and at the time and, and said, Hey, uh, you know, maybe we should do a routine, get in here five days a week, really work out. And I said, well, if we're going to do that, uh, uh, we need to make sure that our diet is right uh, along with it. It's got to be a lifestyle change, not just working out. Uh, so, so we can trim up and continue to look good. Um, now I didn't have all, you know, as many issues with my weight as, as he did, but I wanted to uh, participate with him and, and do it together. And, and he said to me, he looked at me and he said, well, at the time, I was a pescatarian, so I had basically stopped eating meat, and I was just eating uh, seafood, and um, you know uh, that was my only animal source at the time for protein. And he said, "Well, why don't you go vegan?" And I said, uh, "Okay, you're challenging me, but I'm doing this for you." And I said, "Okay, I'll do it." So anytime you challenge me, I'm going to step up to the plate and make it happen. So this was for three months, and I'll tell you what was really interesting is is I decided before I went in uh, or started the program and started working on this um, and eating vegan or eating uh, plant-based and working out every day, I decided to go into the doctor, have uh, all my vitals checked, especially my cholesterol. The cholesterol runs high on the male side of our family, uh, something that we always thought was hereditary. And so I went and have it checked and it was high. And the doctor said, well, you've been telling me all this, my adult wife, hey, your cholesterol's high, we should think about putting you on some drugs, you know, some satins to control it. And I said, look, I'm a healthy guy, I eat right, it shouldn't be this way. Three months later, went back in, had it checked again, and my cholesterol dropped 70 points, which was just monstrous um, for me especially, and, and it leveled off and has been really good since then. That was the uh, probably the biggest eye-opener for me, other than the fact that I was leaning that direction, is... Uh, throughout most of my adult life, I thought that uh, the cholesterol that was high for me and uh, some of my brothers and my father as well was hereditary. And I, I learned that it wasn't. It, it truly was a diet thing and a lifestyle thing. And I, 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 ever since then, I, it was easy, easy call for me. And I continue to be plant-based. And here's the key. I, I've never felt better in my life. Every day I, I wake up, I sleep well. 
I have tons of energy. Uh, I, I feel like I'm stronger and faster, even though I'm older. And um, I always feel good physically. I feel great all the time. And that is amazing to me. And that to me was what I eat. That's incredible. And now you own a vegan company. Have you been successful in getting any of your family members to go vegan as well? Well, the one thing I've learned is you don't push anybody to do anything that they wouldn't be willing to do without you. So I've, it, what's interesting is people have watched me and, and you gravitate toward people, I think, because this is the way I feel, toward people that are successful in whatever they do in life. And it doesn't have to be running a business. It could just be successful and, uh, you know, taking care of uh, your dog, for instance, or, you know, whatever it is. If you're successful doing it, people gravitate towards success. And so, uh, yes, my, my family has been uh, really open to trying the products uh, and, and using them regularly in, in their daily lifestyle. And not specifically just what we make, but other companies as well that make some really, really incredible uh, plant-based analogs or plant-based meats like we do as well. My youngest son is, is just like me. He, he made a decision a couple of years ago to go 100% plant-based. Uh, my older son is, uh, is a chef and he's more in that flexitarian range, you know, and, and my daughter is, is the same. Uh, and a lot of people in my life today are now what I would call, we would call flexitarians, where they'll eat, um, or meat producers as well, where they'll they'll eat uh, meat from time to time or animal-based proteins from time to time, uh, but have begun to focus more on how they feel when they're eating plant-based. And I think, um, boy, I, I, I tell you, I, it, I'd be hard-pressed to find somebody that didn't feel better after they ate plant-based for any period of time. Now, it may be a struggle for them to eat that way because they're so used to eating a different way. But um, I don't know how you could deny that your body uh, accepts that and uh, you, you feel stronger and better um, every day by eating that way. Absolutely. It is such a game changer. That it is. So was there a specific turning point or a specific moment that you decided to set off on your own and start your own vegan company? The transition in my own personal life from um, eating animal-based, um, which again at that time was mostly uh, seafood, and that three-month period of time where I decided to go 100% plant-based um, and really focus on my own personal uh, health and uh, my own personal well-being was the biggest change for me. That, that was the biggest eye opener. There, there was no question after uh, I went through that period um, that I was going to go out and do something on my own. Now, you know, you always have thoughts in your mind. We all have dreams and aspirations and about what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, and when you're going to do it. And I certainly thought about that way before the time, but that was the defining moment for me was when I, I finished uh, three months, decided that three months wasn't enough, that I wasn't going to go back to any animal-based proteins. And when I got the results back from the doctor saying that, uh, you know, my um, cholesterol had dropped uh, close to 70 points, uh, I just knew it. There, there was no question in my mind that I was going to go out and do something um, that I thought could, could make a big difference. And what makes your company different from the other meat alternatives on the market? 
we thought about this as a team right from the very beginning when I put the team together, uh, what was going to separate us from our competitors out there. And uh, we knew right away that we needed to offer variety, uh, which we did from the very beginning. When we started, we came out with eight products uh, for food service which is highly uh, aggressive for a young company to start out with that many products right out the gate. Uh, and that's what we did. And they were all, and we, we have all of them today. So it's been almost three years and we, we haven't eliminated any of them from our mix. Uh, they're all selling very well for us. We knew that we needed variety. We also wanted our nutritionals to reflect um, a, a little bit better than what we thought the market was reflecting at the time. Uh, meaning, um, you know, a few less ingredients, uh, also uh, our sodium. If you look at the sodium on our plant-based burger, our uncut burger, it's at 260 milligrams. And I don't know of any other company that's making um, a plant-based burger that's under 360 at this time. And at the time when we first came out with this burger, only Impossible and Beyond had their burgers out there, and both of them were close to 500 milligrams of sodium. So that was a big deal. I, I mean, people that are concerned about their personal health generally are concerned about the sodium intake in products that they eat, uh, unless it's a, unless there's natural sodium. But we're, we're, we're adding it for flavor in most cases for these type of products. And then the last thing, it's a re it really was a three-pronged approach. It was the affordability. Uh, we wanted to get to the market uh, a, a little bit more affordable than our competitors, and we did that too. So we have um, what we believe are better nutritionals, uh, we're more affordable, and we have a better variety. And they taste really good, too. And they taste really good. There's the selling point. That's what people really care about. That's right. That's really well, and I love, I love, too, that all your products are gluten-free, because that is always such a struggle of, of trying to buy meat alternatives, and then, you know, it's like all gluten and soy-based. So I'm really glad to see that as well. Yeah, that wasn't even a second thought for us. Immediately, all of us at the very beginning said, we're going to be gluten-free. And, and we went that direction from the very beginning without a second thought. It was important to all of us to be gluten-free. All of your products are labeled uncut. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to walk you through this a little bit because it starts with uh, the name of the company. The company is Before the Butcher. Uh, and Before the Butcher was uh, a, a name that kind of evolved with conversations when we were thinking about um, you know, where animal-based products came from, because we're, we're looking, you know, our products are actually mimicking the bite that you, the texture and the taste of an animal-based product in order to give people who choose to eat meat an option uh, without feeling like they're giving up what they really love to eat. So when we were thinking about it, we thought, well, where do you go to pick up, you know, a steak or a chicken breast or whatever you might want in regards to animal-based proteins? And you go to the butcher, right? When you go into your grocery store, you go into the butcher and, and the butcher cuts that meat. So we thought, well, look, before you go to the butcher, we want you to think about before the butcher, right? Us. We want you to think about plant-based options. So that's how before the butcher came about. And then as we, um, you know, evolved and we, we started thinking about moving past food service only, which we were for the first year, year and a half, we thought about um, how we were going to project ourselves on the retail market and create a simple name that was easy for people to remember. For whatever reason, people remember the name. And uh, so we decided, well, look, we've already got before the butcher and we're thinking about what the butcher does. Well, the butcher cuts the meat and we're going to step back again and we want you to, to think about uncut meat, which would be us. 
So that's how Uncut came about. It was an evolution of our the name of the company. And we also wanted to simplify and make it really easy, clean, and uh, much easier to remember than just before the butcher for our products. So that's our brand name, Uncut. We all, uh, you know, for that's for our premium products. We also are developing other products that will be under another brand name that will be hitting the market fairly soon too. Um, so the thought process was we weren't going to be, you know, caught in just one brand name on on the market. We were going to be able to flow from different brand names, just like these huge corporations today out there, you know, that have hundreds of brand names under their corporate name. You mentioned that you originally started with eight products. How many do you have today and, and what are they? Today, we have 13 products and, uh, you know, our base started with, with our uh, chicken chunks and our beef tips, uh, pulled pork, which is an absolutely amazing product. We have uh, sausage crumbles and, and beef crumbles and chorizo. Those are all fully cooked products that we bring to market on the food service side. And we, we anticipate at some point in time that some of those products will transition to retail as well. We also have uh, a sausage ground, which actually performs just like fresh ground sausage that you would put uh, in, a, in a bolognese or put on a pizza or something like that. It, absolutely amazing. And then we have our patties. Uh, and these are the ones that went went to to retail or in retail today. So we we have what we call our the first family of plant based uh, burgers, and that that's our uncut uh, plant based burger. And then we have our uncut uh, savory chicken burger, our uncut roasted turkey burger, and then our award winning uncut breakfast sausage patty. They're all a hundred percent plant based. They're actually plant based certified, which is really cool. Of course, they're vegan and they're um, non GMO. So all of our products are also non-GMO project verified, which is important to us, and they're all gluten-free. And we have a new one that just just hit in the market today, which is our taco crumble. Absolutely amazing product. This you, you would be you would knock your socks off for this taco in, <laughs> inside of a, a taco or burrito or something like that. It is a crazy good product. That does sound so good. I'd love to go kind of behind the scenes and learn more about what it's like in the the daily operations of a vegan meat company. How how do you come up with these ideas? How are they formulated? How are you testing them? Tell me what it looks like inside. You know, from the from the very beginning, we've always reached out uh, to the consumer. Um, a, a lot of what we have, uh, pretty much everything we have today has been based on consumer feedback, what what we hear on the streets. I mean, most of my time, you know, with Beyond was out on the streets talking to operators or retailers and the consumer themselves and finding out what they were looking at. That, that was a, another big reason why I thought it was important to get started with Before the Butcher is that I, I was hearing the consumer uh, and the operators out there asking for more, you know, they, they want it more than just a burger. They, they want it more. And so um, that's been really important that the, the feedback we get, uh, it really has shaped our company and shaped the product profile that we have today. What we have is based on what uh, people ask for. I wish I was a genius when it came to picking items or picking products and, and what they want. But what we're really doing is just duplicating what is already successful in the animal-based world. You know, if you go into a grocery store or into a restaurant, what items sell the best? What what is important to people when they're eating, uh, when they're eating their meal, when they're eating their comfort food? 
And that's what we what we really looked at was, hey, how, how do we apply our products to the basic everyday comfort food that people eat? And I think if you look at our mix, um, most of our products are what we would call ingredients. You know, if you had our chorizo, it's not likely you're just going to sit down and eat our ground chorizo. You're probably going to put it in, a, you know, some kind of a um, uh, egg uh, or tofu mix um, or you're going to put it in a burrito. You're, it's it's going to be a part of a recipe, just like our chicken chunks or beef tips or any of our grounds. Um, and you could almost say you could really say the same thing for all of our patties. I mean, most people aren't going to sit down and just eat a burger patty by itself. They're, they're going to build a burger, right? They're going to do something with it. And so when you look at our products as truly ingredients for a recipe, you can see the application and you can see why it works so well for people that um, already enjoy really good food. So if, if you love lasagna, you can make a lasagna plant-based with our sausage ground or even just our regular ground and season it the way you want. Uh, and that's what's so cool about these products is that they're just so versatile and you can use them in so many different ways. So we all know the environmental uh, benefits of a plant-based diet and how it really truly does help fight the climate crisis and help protect the environment. And you guys are helping ethical eaters make you know, food choices that align with their values. I'd love to learn more about the social impact that your company has as well. You know, what's interesting is we're in a bit of a change here in the way we look at business today because of what's happened with the, the crisis we're in with COVID-19. And um, you better understand how to run your business um, when you're in crisis mode and you have to make uh, adaptations and changes in what you do and how you do it. So when we uh, realized that we were going to lose a significant amount of business, which basically happened overnight because most of our business was in food service when, uh, when the uh, shutdown began, uh, we realized that we had to look deeper into what we do and how we do it. And we also realized that we had made, you know, pretty aggressive projections for growth that weren't going to happen because of the shutdown. We had to go out and uh, decide what we were going to do to keep our heads above water and then to grow uh, the way we want to grow after um, this ends, which obviously it hasn't ended yet. So knowing that, we, we realized that uh, our impact on society was really important right now. And uh, talking about what we do and how we do it and offering options to people was important. But we also wanted to contribute, uh, especially locally, because we're, we're a Southern California company uh, that has um, two facilities in Southern California. And, and um, you know, as much as people reflect on the wealth of Southern California, there's a lot of people that struggle here as well. So we've spent uh, a lot of time uh, in the last few months donating product, uh, getting uh, intimately involved with projects that, that help people, uh, help feed people, uh, working with uh, local nonprofits, uh, uh, varying different levels, all in Southern California, from Orange County uh, all the way in LA, all the way down to uh, San Diego, and providing food for them so they can help feed the needy and people that are in need today. And I, I and I think um, that's a really important thing. Um, we don't talk about it because we think it's just part of our DNA 
and it's something that we would have done anyways, but we elevated and we escalated it in, in, a, in a major way uh, during a time that our company's really hurting. Uh, but we realize that people are hurting even even more than we are. And so we, we, we think it's important to have an awareness of what's happening around you and be part of uh, the strength of, of our society rather than the weaknesses. And so this is a small, you said it's only three years old, um, still very much growing and going through this difficult time period. What do you envision the future looking like for Before the Butcher? Well, I'll tell you what's really exciting is I, I think what we're going through today and what we've gone through in the past few months have really opened uh, even more doors and um, created a greater awareness for the general public uh, in regards to what we do and how we're doing it. And every time the public is educated in plant-based and what we're trying to accomplish. Now, uh, keep in mind, we are a business and, and we want to be profitable. That's important to us. Uh, we have to be profitable to stay in business, right? So uh, when people, uh, the more people that are aware of what we do and how we do it and why we do it uh, is really important. People for different reasons make different choices to, to try these type of products. And, and uh, it may be because they're concerned about the environment. They're concerned about the planet as a whole, which is really important, as you know, uh, or, or more that or they're really concerned about their own personal health. Um, and uh, others would be concerned about the animals and animal cruelty. There's a lot of reasons why people make choices to try these type of products. So as we look at the future, uh, and, and as more and more people, especially the younger generations, uh, they, they grow up in this. The, the baby boomers and uh, maybe X-Gen, uh, maybe some of them are still struggling with it because they've eaten meat all their lives, 40, 50, 60 years. And they're like, well, I'm not going to do it. Uh, but eventually, uh, a lot of them, uh, I don't want to, it's hard to use the words to come, but they, they, they make a choice to try it because there's peer pressure out there. And, and people are saying, hey, look, it doesn't hurt to try. And when they find out how great these products are, then they want to try it again. And it's exciting. So what I see for the future for before the butcher and for plant-based as a whole uh, and plant-based meats is just this explosiveness in growth because of the awareness and because of um, the urgency uh, for the health of our planet and because people realize that these products are really good. And, and they can easily replace the animal-based proteins that they have in their diet. So, you know, we, we take, I, I, I see COVID as kind of a speed bump, right? So we hit this speed bump and we're getting over the top of it. Um, we, we do anticipate that we will uh, either uh, match our projections or beat our projections this year because we expect an escalation in the second half of 2020. And then 2021, I, I think is just, you know, as people, are get used to the new normal, whatever that's going to be. And we're still trying to figure that out. We're just going to keep elevating our position in the industry, uh, continuing to bring out new products that people get excited about. And our growth is just going to explode exponentially. And that's, that's what we see. I, I mean, seeing ourselves uh, double this year, even with the challenges we have, I think is very real realistic and doing it again next year. You can you, you can only double so many times before you can't do do it again in in any business. But uh, the growth in double digit numbers, uh, we see that 
for, for many, many years to come. That's wonderful. Where can we go to learn more about your company and where can we buy your products? Where can we find them on shelves? Well, uh, you've you got different options here. Um, the easiest way to buy it, if you're not in an area where we're in retail, so we have a heavy concentration of retail in Southern California at Whole Foods, Albertsons, Bonds, uh, Pavilions, uh, Mother's Market, and some other smaller markets. Um, we're in um, a few markets in Northern California. We're in uh, Texas, uh, in Central Market, in the me uh, Midwest, we'll be in uh, fresh time um, in about a week, and uh, we're moving east with that. But if if you're not if you don't find our products in the markets, you you will find our products online. You just go to btbfoods.com, or you can go to eatuncut.com, and uh, and and go right to our website and buy it online. So we're we're available that way as well. Perfect. Well, Danny, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today and to show us more behind the scenes at a vegan meat alternative company. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Now it's time to take action. If you're new to the idea of veganism, start by eating plant-based one day a week. If you're already vegan, see if you can get a friend to try a plant-based meal with you, even if it's virtually. I'll be back next week with an episode about a nonprofit working to clean up our oceans and empower youth to get involved in changing the world. Remember, knowledge is power, so if you learned something from today's episode, share it with someone you know who'd also benefit from this free resource. If you share the podcast on social media, don't forget to tag and follow us at Hippie Haven Shop, or my personal Instagram is at hippie.ceo. This podcast is produced with the help of my communications coordinator, Ray Lynn, who also helps produce our Hippie Haven YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on YouTube to see more behind the scenes at our zero waste company. You can also support our environmental advocacy work here at Hippie Haven by leaving a review for this podcast in whichever app you're using to listen or buy us a virtual cup of coffee to keep us going. Visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash Hippie Haven to support our work. Thank you so much for spending this time with me, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.